right. Hi, welcome everybody to another episode of Embracing Authentic. My name is Janelle and I have here my co-facilitator, Marissa. To the Hi podcast. everyone. <laughs> so today our topic is called code switching. Is that the real you? So before we kind of dive into our topic, I want to make sure everybody understands what code switching is. So I looked it up on Google. You know, I'm infamous for Googling things. And Harvard Business, Harvard Business Review states that code switching basically involves adjusting one style of speech, appearance, behavior, and expression in ways that will optimize the comfort of others in exchange for fair treatment, quality service, and employment opportunities. Research also suggests that code switching often occurs in spaces where negative stereotypes of Black people run counter to what are considered appropriate behaviors and norms for a specific environment. So an example would be where an African-American gets pulled over by the police and they are acting polite and respectful when stopped, even even though they may be more afraid than anything. Um, Also, there was a study that showed that students, African-American students, switched up between the standard English and the African-American vernacular English, so basically using slang with their peers, which elevates their social standing and intended audience. So now that we have a basic idea of what code switching is, why do we do it? Yeah, I I have to admit, when you first... Um, sent that you wanted to talk about this subject. I didn't really know what code switching was. Um, but when I kind of like read the details of it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I do that all the time, like right. around family, friends, especially when I was in school, did it constantly. Um, but there, there wasn't really a name for it in my mind. Um, I think when I was younger, a lot of people said oh what was the term you you sound white you don't you don't sound black and I heard that my whole life <laughs> yeah I was like this this is just How my do you voice like it's or the of color or all the colors like I don't understand exactly so when when you bring up like black students not using any sort of slang so they kind of fit in with their white peers Mm -hmm. um, because that's seen as the acceptable way to speak in the academic environment. Um, That kind of like really hit home for me because I'm like, oh God, I, I did that all the time. I still do that. Um, Not, not in school anymore, but at work, I mean, I, I speak differently when I'm talking to you as a colleague versus you as a friend. Like, right, right. <laughs> um, so, so just like even when I'm speaking now, sounds like very professional and like buttoned up and ready to conquer this corporate world. But before we hopped on this podcast, it's like, what's up, girl? Like, hey girl, how's it going? How are you? <laughs> yeah, much more exactly. Relaxed. Yeah. And I mean, I even thought about I didn't know that code switching was a term. I saw a YouTube video of this lady. It was like a BuzzFeed video. It was a black lady, curly hair, like a curly fro. And she's walking in the office. And the minute she walks in the door, there's a black guy. Hey, how are you? What's up? 
white person, hi, how are you? And then like a Latina, like, hey girl, a little more relaxed. So it was that that gave it a definition. And even more so, uh, Key and Peele, I don't know if you watched them, but they did a parody. I was going to bring that up. Yes, they did the parody. (laughs) Of Obama? Of Obama, where he went into a locker room and he shakes the white coach's hands, but he daps it up with the black guy. And it's like, okay, even our president (laughs) code switches. So it's something that we all do innately, whether we know we have a name for it or not. But why? Like to your point, being called, oh, you talk white. Or I've always heard you're Oreo because I'm black on the outside, but I'm white on the inside. (laughs) We we live the same childhood. And yeah. I don't get why it's a thing. I just, I know that I do it. And I think it's really to fit in with the people around you. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not to fit in, then it's to make other people feel comfortable. um, Just so, so they feel comfortable talking to you. Um, because it's not even necessarily to try to meet the standards of what what society perceives to be um, like proper. Um, right. it, it can be to fit in with your own family. I know when I'm with my black side of the family, I I act a little bit differently. I use more slang um, that I don't use on a day-to-day basis. Right. Um, so it's really just to, for me at least, to fit in with the people around you, whether that be at work, with family, with friends. It's it's just to kind of fill that role that you're supposed to be. I don't know. what what When do you feel that you code switch the most? Um, I feel like we're like one in the same people almost in a sense, because it depends on who I'm around. And it makes me think of almost like, you know, survival of the fitness or, you know, adapt type of that scientific side of things. Just we adapt to fit in as people in general, because like you said, like if I'm hanging out with one side of my family, I'm. I probably say things and act in ways that I usually typically don't, but it's to fit in with that crowd versus this crowd. I'm a different side. So there's different, you know, personas and different phases of Janelle. You'll get the professional Janelle. You'll get, you know, chill, relaxed Janelle. You get mommy Janelle. (laughs) So there's different phases, but I don't, I don't know. I think that probably first coming to Prospero, I was more like, Oh, suit tie button up and because you don't know you don't know the environment you don't know but then once you kind of get in here like now I do feel more comfortable I've used slang in training I said oh that's dope <laughs> and we had a whole conversation about like no I don't mean the drugs <laughs> I mean like that's really cool <laughs> so I think that um just being here at Prospero I can say that i I feel that we are working towards a common culture that allows everybody to be themselves. Um, but it takes time with anything. Um, but it's just so interesting that, you know, we all code switch, whether you're black, Latina, 
whatever, whoever, I feel like everybody does it. It just may come in different forms. I mean, we talked to Jen in HR that was like, yeah, I call switch between my sides of the family. And, you know, she's a Caucasian lady. So it doesn't just fit into this little box of all black people code switch. I think everybody does it. And I ultimately, I think it boils down to just making sure that we're comfortable and that we don't allude to any stereotypes because we're black. We don't want to be labeled those stereotypes. Right. It's, and that's, it's, that's good and bad, but it's yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> do, do you think that code switching is a bad thing? I mean, I have my opinions on it, but what, what do you think? I wouldn't always say that it's bad because professionally we see that code switching helps. It's there's scientific proof that says, you know, African-Americans that code switch and they come off with, you know, maybe having the straight hair or the way that you make sure you enunciate and you are a college graduate (laughs) is much better received. I mean, for an example, I've wanted to lock my hair for years and I was scared to do it. So I always either wore weaves or braids, but not really my natural hair. So to Mm -hmm. walk into the office, leave on a Friday with curly long hair and come to work with short little locks, it was scary and it was well receptive for the most part. But again, it's that breaking down that stereotype, breaking down those like, oh, this is not the version that you presented to us. Something's different. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting that you hit on hair because that's code switching in a very physical way. Um, when I think code switching, I I normally think like you you change how you speak, um, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, but hair is a big one, especially for Black women, um, because just in recent years, it's become acceptable to wear your hair natural, um, and let that fro fly. (laughs) They're making whole laws about hair. Insane. Which also says a lot about our society that the Crown Act had to be enacted because kids are not being able to go to Harvard or graduate school or people are losing their jobs simply because of the way your hair naturally grows out of your head. I don't know if people know this, but it takes hundreds of dollars (laughs) to get your hair done and the products that go into it to make it look straight, seem straight, let it be a humid day. That $200 blowout is out the window. So (laughs) the fact that we have to have these conversations and these laws enacted and all of this for us, African-Americans, people of color in general to naturally be them, I think is important to to have, but it also is a little bit of sad because we don't have these conversations for non-people of color because the rules were written for them. And now they have to go back and say, oh, we left this whole big group of people out, whether you wear a hijab or however you wear your hair, um, now has to be taken into consideration. And people have to look at it as, oh, you know what? They are being their natural selves. I don't want them to assimilate because that's since the dawning of this country, assimilation. So Mm -hmm. now we're saying, I don't want to assimilate. I want to be me. I want to go back to my roots and learn more about me and learn all about the history that y'all left out of the books (laughs) just to (laughs) be me. Yeah. 
it shouldn't be, I shouldn't offend anybody or lead into a stereotype for wanting to be me. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Yeah, I just started wearing my hair curly. It's not even necessarily my natural curls, um, (laughs) but it's, I I do like a, like a twist out. um, And it's so cute. Thank you. Um, I know that nobody's seeing it right now because I threw it up in a bun. Um, But, but yeah, I, I just started doing that um, one because black hair that's straightened and humidity just doesn't work. And since we're in Memphis, just throw that out the window. That was but a waste two, of time. <laughs> huge waste of time. Right. Huge waste of time. Um, but two, I, I think I just finally started feeling comfortable in my own skin. Um, being able to wear my hair curly and people saying it's cute instead of saying, oh, I like your hair so much more when it's straight. Because that's just me fitting into the the white culture of of having straight hair and that straight hair is beauty. Um, so I think that was a big thing for me to kind of not code switch anymore. And I'm sure it was for you too to to lock your hair and do something that's a, a hairstyle that's mostly worn by by black people. Um, so I think that that was a big step for me and it's, it's really, I'm trying to think of the word, just, it makes you feel good being able to walk out and truly be your authentic self and say, I love my hair this way. It didn't take me three hours and $400 (laughs) to get it this way and it looks cute and it should be accepted that this is the way I look and I don't have to fit into this mold that society has, has put out there. So I think it's a huge step for, for society as a whole to be accepting of, of people of all different cultures of showing up as their authentic selves. Do you think Prospero really genuinely embraces us being authentic? I do. Um, I don't want to take too long of a pause there because I don't want people to think <laughs> that I don't. Um, I do. I really do. Um, I seen anybody or heard of anybody saying like, hey, can you not speak like that on the phone? Can you talk a little bit more professionally? Can you wear your hair a certain way I've never heard of that um here so I I I think that our company is doing a good job of that do you think that I do I think so I mean I'll tell Sharice from Georgia the CD she inspired me to lock my hair when I first saw her in training I was like oh my god her locks are gorgeous and I told her that she's like do it just do it and every now and again we'll you know teams chat and she's like let me see your progress oh girl you got a little shake going (laughs) she was like my motivation of lock goals um but yeah overall yes I do think that Prospero does kind of um embrace that now I will say I have found my time myself I guess and it may be an internal thing just feeling like I'm 
trying to, to avoid the angry black lady stereotype when I say something because I'm a direct person. I'm very factual. I take time to think about it and I present it as a fact. And sometimes that can come off as if you're reading it in the email that I have a tone, but it's like, no, I did this on Friday. Here you go. But you may read, I did this on Friday. Here you go. And in my head, I may naturally think that maybe other people were thinking that. And I, I do kind of struggle with the, I'm not the angry black lady because I'm not angry like at all. <laughs> but yeah, I, I a lot of times thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Code, code switching a lot of times seems like you're just trying to avoid whatever stereotype people might be thinking of. They're probably not. Um, probably not. Yeah. But just like how how women code switch at work may may be a little bit more stern and not affectionate towards people that might be having a hard day or use a lower voice because that in kind of insinuates power and strength. Um, that's, that's another way of code switching that I think Jen mentioned a few weeks back that, mm-hmm. that women often code switch at work and, I think that's something that I do pretty often just so I can um, show a sense of I belong here. Right. Um, and it might not be all because I'm a woman, but also because I have a very young face and I am young. Um, so it's just to take me seriously. I code switch a little bit um, by changing my voice or using really great vocabulary or something like that. (laughs) Like I learned a new word in the dictionary. I'm going to use it today. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to throw it at you five times. Get ready. (laughs) But I I relate so much because I mean, we're young, we're black and we're women in the South. So the struggle can be real sometimes real or perceived. I feel like it is there and we do have to, code switch um and I think at the end of the day it's not something that we try to do intentionally but it is a way to maybe survive we see that you know um Pavlov's um experiment with the dogs you know we did something and then it worked and then you keep doing it and it creates a learned behavior so code switching is a learned behavior I realized oh if I wear my hair straight I get these benefits or if I do this I get this so it's that learned behavior that ultimately, that's what it boils down to. Black, white, Hispanic, homosexual, like whatever your jazz is, like ultimately everybody code switches. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think this has been a great conversation. It has. I'm I'm kind of these one-on-ones Chanel I do I like it Jermaine wherever you are just stay on vacation (laughs) we do miss you though Jermaine (laughs) we do we do and as much as we love talking to each other we would love to talk to any of our listeners out there that would would like to join us for an episode um Janelle, I've enjoyed this conversation our next episode is going to be on um Talking with family around the holidays, right? Having right. difficult conversations because 
it 2020 has been a, a weird year you guys um it's it's been tough on a lot of people um a lot of conversations have have gotten political literally breaking family ties um so when it comes to the holidays also please don't do big holiday get-togethers in 2020 because there's a global pandemic um but around the holidays, you're spending a lot of time with family that you haven't seen for probably the whole year now. Um, so we're going to talk about having those conversations or maybe not having those conversations. So I, I believe we're having Lindy join us for that that talk in a couple of weeks. Um, so please listen in for that. All right. So thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of Embracing Authentic, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.